Welcome to The Home Medic. You're listening to the series on carbon monoxide in your house. Okay, welcome back to The Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet, your family out of the hospital, and carbon monoxide out of your house. And I am Garth Haslam, and you are not. Thank goodness you are McKay Tautu. McKay. Hi, Garth. How are you today? We're having fun. We always have fun. We're, uh, we're trying to, to keep your family and mine out of the uh, hospital due to carbon monoxide. Really serious subject. Very. You know, as the home inspector, I see, I quite often see people be very concerned about, you know, mold issues or meth or asbestos. Uh, I'm going to just venture out and say that carbon monoxide has probably killed, injured, and damaged more people than all those other subjects combined. Yes, I, that seems accurate. You hear every year, you hear things on the news. Well, yeah, and I, I have no shortage of my own personal stories where I know that my own family was affected by carbon monoxide, and certainly the people that I inspect for, I see, uh, I see no shortage of, of issues associated with carbon monoxide. We're going to cover some of those. So let's, uh, let's go back to that water heater, should we? Yes. Okay, so you've got a water heater, and... Quite often what I will see is maybe we've got the water heater over on this side of the basement. We've got the, the, the chimney flue over on that side of the basement. So we're doing this big old 20, 30 foot long horizontal run from the water heater in point A to the chimney at point B. All right. Now, there is a formula for the professionals to use, but the bottom line is that if it is difficult for the carbon monoxide coming out of the furnace or water heater to actually leave the home, it's not gonna. All right. So then it pools in your basement and everybody dies again. Okay. (laughs) Funny how everything... Stop that from happening, Garth. What do you want us to do? (laughs) Okay. So what I want you to do is uh, to take a look at the flues in your home. If you've got this big old horizontal run, and uh, I guess I've got to give you some guidance as to what a big old horizontal run might be, right? Right. And where do I locate the flues? The flue uh, directly above your water heater, usually you'll have what's called a draft hood. Mm -hmm. And it's basically a cone where where you chop the top of the cone off. And on top of that area where you chopped the top off, you've got the, um, the vent pipe. All right. So the draft hood, it brings in air from the house and it mixes the air from the house with the carbon, carbon monoxide that is leaving the water heater. And all of that, because it's warm, it's rising and it's leaving the home, hopefully, theoretically. Okay. So then you look at that pipe and if it's rising on a healthy angle... Um, you're probably okay. If it is flat, or especially if it sags, Mm. you got a problem. Oh, right. Especially if it sags, and especially if you got a three-inch diameter line, uh, and especially if it's old, maybe you've got mice that are nesting in the middle of that three-inch line. I was just going to say, shouldn't it be an eight-inch line? Uh, Four is what um, more recent code calls for. Okay. And so, so I'm thinking of something else then. What am I thinking? The yeah, 8-inch eight- eight would be the combustion air source. Okay, so 
this is just the draft. Yeah, this is yeah, just the vent where we're exhausting okay, uh, air okay. from the water heater. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but that's a good question. But we could have we could have mice in there easily. Easily, or you could have dust in there. Right. Even animal hair. I have a husky, and sorry, animal hair is really a pain. <laughs> It gets everywhere. You should see my flus when I. You know that actually my... reminds me of another story. I did an inspection where they had huskies. Yeah. And these guys were husky fans, and it actually applies to this. Um, but they had this uh, this a, a couple of husky signs on the sidewalk coming up, mm-hmm. and then actually at their screen door they had stained glass artwork of two huskies. Uh, husky, wow, they loved huskies. <laughs> and so we get about their dogs. inside this house, and it didn't have a stitch of carpet. Smart. And yeah, I can hear you saying smart because you've got a husky. Uh, because we've got fur. Apparently, with huskies, I've never owned a husky. Well, you own, you know, a small horse, and he's about the same as a husky. Yeah. So, guess where? Garth has a. What kind of dog do you have, Garth? He's a mastiff. Oh, and he is massive. He's a massive, massive mastiff. And so I go looking at the furnace, and there is two inches of husky fur on this filter. That's my filter. We'll get hair on it. So that is another way to have a carbon monoxide problem, actually, is that if air cannot get through the system, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to have a much higher risk of carbon monoxide problems. Get a very good vacuum, and it helps a lot with that. <laughs> the, uh, that goes back to the $10 fix and $10,000 fix, obviously, is if you uh, change your filters Change your once filters, while, have a great vacuum. Make sure your husky fur goes out. And uh, and then you're much likely to, much more likely to stay alive inside your house. Oh my goodness! Yes. I can see the headline that says "Husky kills the entire family." Oh, that's so sad. Okay, he's so light about this stuff. Yeah, so light. I I probably should have been a goth as much as I turn everything into <laughs> everybody dies. <laughs> Okay, so you've got the draft hood. We talked about that. If you got a sag in your in your uh, in your flu, that that sort of thing can be a problem as well. Um, let's talk about how to turn the fireplace into a death trap, should we? Real fireplace or gas? Well, which one should we start with? Let's start with real. Let's start with real. So we've got the wood fireplace. We're bringing wood in, and uh, we're assuming that it doesn't have hornets in it. We're putting that... Or spiders. Yeah, or spiders, or mice. Or critters, or, okay. Yeah, critters of all sorts. Um, so we got that wood fireplace, and let's... You know, the nice thing about this thing wood fireplaces is if, is if you have that damper closed, you got a wood fireplace, you're going to know that damper's closed very quickly because you got all that smoke coming into the mm-hmm, house. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that is actually much safer in that category than gas because you know when you're being poisoned. Mm-hmm. Now, well, not very many people have wood fireplaces anymore, so let's go gas. Okay. I was going to say, before we go there, let's go one other place. Because oh, I've gosh. Got some, i got a raccoon story or two. Oh, okay. So there was one inspection where I did uh, that I did where the buyer walked in before me. Mm-hmm. And they actually had raccoon pups on the top of the grill inside the burn chamber, and they were yelping for mom. Oh. And so, yeah, mom was actually had actually turned that chimney into a nest. That was her. So they were actually inside the home. Yes. Wow. And they had gotten in through the chimney. 
In another case, I had heard where the chimney went up and then it jogged just a little bit and then went up some more. Mm -hmm. And the raccoon mom was turning that into a nest. You know, we had a real fireplace growing up and every single spring uh, we would have birds nest in there and we could hear him chirping and you know of course the flue was shut uh-huh. so we'd hear him chirping but then in the fall we'd have to open that flue and get it cleaned out and every single time i don't know why because usually birds will move on uh-huh. but those birds would still be in there not all of them just one or two and we'd have to chase them out of our house and they'd bang into the window and <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking you were going to tell me about dead birds and eggs and uh, feathers and nope. nesting materials nope, they all did fine it was kind of a little system we all had but yeah they they find those chimneys to nest in for sure yeah and uh, shortly we're going to talk about actually the the segment that i want to talk about after we do carbon monoxide i want to talk about birds and bats and how they can definitely cause havoc Ooh. Yeah, so we'll go there. You might want to hang on for that one as well. But yeah, I mean, I've uh, one story I heard was where a family was trying to get this raccoon out of their chimney. Mm-hmm. So they made noises that didn't work. They banged pots and pans that didn't work. They finally <laughs> lit a fire in the fireplace. Oh no! Oh, and I am thinking this is so sad. Two possible outcomes: either that is you horrible. Got roast coon that's dead and rotting, and oh, uh, you know my that's lands. that's not something you want to uh, to smell as the dead. Or raccoon. it's going to come out and not be a very happy raccoon. They're not very nice. Uh, no, they really aren't. <gasps> I have some personal experience. So what happened? There. Do you know what happened? So in this particular case, yes, the uh, the mom coon actually left. And I don't, I, I assume after she left, they hopefully got a grill on top of the, of the chimney flue. So did, did they light it though in oh, planning they, on? Yeah, they, they lit it and they left it on uh, just to see what happened. And so she climbed out. She climbed out. Okay. Yeah. Good. I'm so happy. So that was, that was the good <laughs> result that happened, but it could have ended up much more ugly. That was brave slash stupid. <laughs> And that's the reason why home inspectors have a job. That's true. <laughs> brave slash stupid happens on a daily basis. <laughs> okay, I totally see that. Okay, are we ready to move to uh, gas fireplaces? Let's, let's go to gas fireplaces. All right. Okay, so we, we've still got the damper there. It is going to be open or closed. One of those two things is going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. If it is open, you're going to get downdrafting, and it's going to make people swear they're going to want to close it. Right. What do you mean? Just cold air? Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Assuming they don't have a glass cover plate that's sealed. So uh, then, if it is closed, and that is usually going to be the default, and somebody builds a fire, mm-hmm. that carbon monoxide can't leave because the because the damper's closed. Right. All right. So in mine, sorry, I really don't know anything about these gas fireplaces. I just love to turn mine on like every single day. So. Um, it's covered. I did have one actually once that wasn't covered. When they first came out, they weren't covered. Uh-huh. But anyway, so mine is covered, but of course where you light, you know, the little pilot light is not. Right. So is there danger from that little pilot light? Because it's on all the time. If the flue is open and you have a solid glass cover plate, uh, you're good because that is actually exterior air. That is as much exterior air as the attic or actually just anywhere outside. All right. 
And so you've got a sealed system where the carbon monoxide has no option but to leave the home because there's just no other place it can go. Okay. That's the safe way to do it. Now, by contrast, quite often I will see where you have a, uh, a gas fireplace and you don't have that sealed cover plate. Mm-hmm. And this happens everywhere. This happens in the homes I inspect. It happens as much as the seal does. Wow. So you, and it only takes once. And you know where I'm going with this. Everybody's going to die again. Uh, you have somebody turn it on and this the flu is closed and all that carbon monoxide goes out into the living space. Mm-hmm. And predictable result. Right. What about those... Um, gas fireplaces that you can buy at the big box stores like at Costco uh-huh. uh, you know how you can just buy a, a unit uh-huh yeah I do how there, safe are those there are I have one of those stories you do of course you do of course I why do. am I shocked <laughs> this was a model home done by a well-known builder one that they actually use to try and get people to to buy their houses mm-hmm and so you walk in the front door, you got the, you're in the living room and that's a little deceiving a model home and they use a, an add on fireplace. I don't know. What would you call that? <laughs> yeah, really. A mobile fireplace. And so you, you go across uh, the living room in the, in the kitty corner, opposite corner of, of the living room, you've got this ventless mm-hmm. gas fireplace, portable fireplace, right? So I looked at that. I said, where's the flu? Contractor was there. He says, there isn't one. This is uh, ventless. It's carbon monoxide free. I think, great. I'll pull up my carbon monoxide meter. And in no time flat, I've got a flow into my CO meter of 40 parts per million. What's normal? Zero. Oh. So basically, any number at all is not acceptable. EPA allows 50 parts per million in the workspace for eight hours. But if you've got a continuous input of even one part per million, it's like, how long does it take to, you know, can you fill a swimming pool with a garden hose? The answer is always yes. It just takes longer. Mm. So... Uh, yeah, any value of carbon monoxide flowing out into the room, big problem. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is possible. I have seen some of those ventless gas, gas fireplaces that are safe, but if you've got that, you're definitely going to want to put one of those CO detectors just right by it in that space, low, not high, low. All right, good to know. Okay, let's um. Let's make you master of your mansion. Are we putting... Um... I have one more question. Okay. Because I really... We are planning on finishing our basement. And down there, I'm kind of a emergency preparedness guru. Uh-huh. And You're I really want... a thousand things. Most of them are nerdy, but whatever. Anyway, I want um, a wood-burning fireplace, like a... To heat down there in case we ever needed it. Mm-hmm. What is the danger with those? Because you can, like, cook on them. They're awesome. You can, oh, you're going to bring in one of those freestanding dudes. Yeah, like the old-timey, amazing ones. Okay, so we're going to throw away the fact that that those dominate the room and you can't decorate around them. I'm not going to mention that part. Oh, I'm going to make it so amazing. Yeah. You're going to have to take pictures and post them. Yeah, you'll you'll have the Cougar Cruiser equivalent to fireplaces (laughs) in the... Sorry, it's a whole new level from the Cougar Cruiser. (laughs) 
Uh, that's true. She does awesomeness, by the way. So um, you've got this this wood burning fireplace. Uh, my issues with that uh, first, but not in this order. Uh, those are quickly becoming non, extinct. Yeah, extinct because you can still they're not get politically them. correct. But in addition, you've got to you got to go by the wood. Uh, more than that, you've got critters that can be in the wood unless you physically bring in that wood from the exterior and drop it immediately into the fire uh you're bringing in the potential for spiders and okay so my worries really aren't with the old-timey wood burning fireplace my issues are just with the wood so i'll make Uh, my husband do that and we should be good yeah and then let me throw in some more to, to soil the picture. If you, you also can have the creosote that builds up in the flue, so you got to make sure that you don't have that, or next time you build a raging fire, the creosote relights, and then you got to fire through your entire chimney. Yeah. And, and then uh, if there's a hole anywhere, then that burns your attic, and then your house burns down. And, of course, you know where I'm going next. Everybody dies. Everybody dies. <laughs> That's okay. We'll keep it clean. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. Other than that, feel free to throw in your, your wood-burning fireplace. All right. <laughs> so your mansion, McKay, is apparently going to have a wood-burning fireplace in the basement. Totally. Yeah? Okay. And uh, are we are we going to do a gas fireplace in there? Yes. Okay. One of the two-sided ones that you can see from the living space and the the kitchen. Is it ventless? It's whatever. What should it be? No, it has a vent. It has a vent. Has, okay. It has a beautiful vent. A beautiful vent. <laughs> that is husky hair free. <laughs> and your furnace definitely gets uh, the filter changed. And the entire back of the house are windows that are sealed properly. And you look over a beautiful, beautiful valley. So it's kind of on a mountain. Okay. And I sit there in the mornings and I sit by my fireplace that is very safe and look out over the beautiful valley and drink my herbal tea. Herbal tea. <laughs> there you go. And there, friends, is the voice of happiness who now has her, mas- her, her mansion in the mountains over a valley with fireplaces and herbal tea. And if there's ever an emergency... You can come live at my house and be warm. I will do so. Okay. And uh, more information, homemedicusa.com. By the time you listen to this, we will have um, some discussion forums where you can talk about the ills and advantages of all kinds of fireplace types. And uh, or, or you could just go to Google and take your chances, right? No. Don't do that. Stick with people who know. The home medic knows. Okay. The home medic knows. That sounds like a The home medic knows. (laughs) Okay. Hmm. You, McKay, voice of happiness, (laughs) finally be yourself because nobody else gets that title. This is Julie and McKay with your natural solutions tip for the day. I have seen this essential oil that we're talking about come to the rescue many times, Julie. It's our respiratory blend. It helps in maintaining clear airways and breathing and also supports overall respiratory health. What else does it do, Jules? I love it. And it's actually Gar's favorite oil. He actually puts it in his CPAP machine. Keeps us married. If you'd like to know more about that, contact us at naturalsolutions at homemedicworld.com.